Can we start out doing a uh, diss track on Oprah Winfrey? I don't know what we diss her about, diss but yeah. No, no, it'd be it'd be it'd be great. It would get talked about. <laughs> Okay, so you said you had a topic to talk about, but that kind of ties into what I want to talk about today. A little bit. Are we starting? Yeah, we started. Oh, snap, dude. Bro. No, we didn't start. We didn't even introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah, we haven't. Who are so, you? Why don't you formally begin, and then we'll introduce ourselves. All right. Welcome to We Understand Things. This is a podcast where we talk about random stuff that we pretend like we understand. Um, we are three engineers. Well, one ex-engineer, two active engineers, and um, we are really just on Discord shooting shit. So, um, my name is Garrett House, and then we've got Seth Lowry. Say hey. Hello. And Evan DeField. Say That's hello. Me. You know, you know what's like really confusing though? Like I appreciate you doing the intro and everything, but like, you know, when you start I've noticed this about like every podcast, right? Like you get into it, they play some like intro music, and then you get into it and it's like the first guy starts talking, he's like, Hi, this is uh Jeremy Jeremy's and this is a podcast and it's like, Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> It's so easy to say that, though. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Like you go, you go to Spotify and you search. Uh, you know, you know what I want to do? I'm listen to a podcast. And one of the first things they say is like, "Hey, so uh, this is a podcast." This is a podcast. If you, if you weren't aware, I wasn't sure I was in the podcast uh, like, section imagine, on Spotify. So like, I, take, I take I take the train to work every day, right? Like, imagine like me getting on the train in the morning, six twenty-five in the morning. Your boy woke up like ten minutes ago. Sits down, conductor man gets on the gets on the old horn and goes, "All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is uh, Jeremy Jeremy's, and this is a train." <laughs> wow, thank you. Uh, I was gonna be so upset if it wasn't. If I got up the same time as you, I would not realize I was on a train. I don't usually. <laughs> By the time I actually, I wake up at like five thirty in the morning, um, and then I walk to the train station in like a complete zombie state. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, right? So, like, I live in, like, downtown Chicago now, right? Yeah. Some places kind of sketch. Yeah, right? definitely. Some people kind of sketch. At 5.30 in the morning when you're walking to the train station, you know how, like, little fucks you give about who is <laughs> sketchy and who is not? Oh, true. I can feel that, yeah. Also, like, I would shake the hand of a homeless man if he just stood up and was like, hi, how's it going? This is a street. Dog, everybody knows that like Hi, there's no mugging. There's no muggings or any crime before like at least <laughs> noon. Like that's too early to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's really formal. It's like, "Hi, my name's Jeffrey Jeffries. Uh, I'm a homeless man. Please shake yeah. my hand." <laughs> Hi, I'm a homeless man named Jeffrey Jeffrey. This is a robbery. Um, how you doing? My first question would be, are you related to the train conductor Jeffrey Jeffries? Uh, no. Well, okay. At least so you can have like you're having a formal conversation while being mugged. Like you know, it's easy. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, at least then you're informed, right? Exactly. And you're not you're not like worried. You know, you're not scared. You're just like taking out your money and like here, here's my credit card. Here's the pin, social security. Like you got it. It's like, dude, it's fucking five a.m. I don't want to fucking deal with this. Just honestly, just, what do you want? What do you want? Just here, here. It's like, Take dude, some money. I don't care. Do y'all remember the, uh, the, have y'all ever watched Community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, um, when Childish Gambino, when he gets bit by Abed as a, uh, zombie, he's like, all right, y'all bit me. Congratulations. It's over. Like, leave it alone. Like, that's the best way to be about it. Cause you're like, I've already gave up. It's, it's, <laughs> it's over. Just, we're good. You did what you want to do. We're leaving all this in, right? Because it's actually kind of funny. Oh yeah, totally. I'm fine with that. All right, sweet. But yeah, so right, so um, just to get into things, right? Uh, my name is Evan Duffield. Um, this is a podcast <laughs> for those who are unaware, um, and it's called We Understand Things, otherwise known as What. Um, got three dudes here. Um, you could call us engineers. You could not. I don't really care what you do with your own life. Um, 
this is uh, this is going to be a, a sort of a, a, a extended conversation on a handful of topics that we it's think an are open cool dialogue. Yeah, open dialogue, whatever you want to call it. Basically, it's like a really shitty podcast where there's no structure. Um, but we're going to call it, it's like, it's like an open concept house, right? Like you walk in and they were like, all right, how do we do uh, divisions? How do we, how do we decide where the kitchen goes <laughs> and where the living room goes? I don't know, bro. Just, uh, just don't build new walls and then it doesn't matter. Yep. It's like that, but in a podcast, by the way. Or the studio apartments of podcast. Exactly. I just want to say it's, it's very st- stereotypical engineer of us to be like, oh, by the way, Hank, we're engineers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if you said that it's uh this is a podcast. It is. Hmm. You know what? I, so I, I just moved into a studio apartment, right? You know what? I never realized. What's so that? like when you're in when you're in your normal apartment or house or whatever, right? You're you're, you're in your kitchen. You're making some uh, some sloppy joes, right? Yeah. Okay. When you do that at home or in in a regular apartment, right? The kitchen smells like sloppy joes, and then you go back to your bedroom, and your bedroom smells like you know your bedroom. In a studio apartment, um, your bedroom, living room, bathroom, uh, yep. it all sort of just smells like sloppy joes. Oh, yeah, true. Is, that's uh, exactly right. I understand what you're talking about because that's basically what uh, this extended stay hotel is like. Yeah. The nice, nice thing about that though is if your kitchen's clean, your house is clean. Like that's it. Your apartment's clean. <laughs> yeah, but if one thing is out of place, it just looks like. Booty. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. It took me a total of three days to make this place look like it's just a fucking hot mess. Okay, but that's an extended stay. So, like, you can tear that up, and then once you're done, you're just like, all right, bye. That's y'all's problem That's not so true. I have, I have a box and a bag and then just my computer. That's kind of it. Yeah. So, all right. it's whatever. Can we address this topic, though? Have you gotten rid of the camping chair in your apartment, Evan? Oh me? No. Yeah. So uh, that is my my dedicated couch, actually. So yeah. far. So here's the thing, right? Like, you know, I live on the twenty seventh floor, right? We oh, got four wow. elevators, but like, they're not massive. And if I want to get a couch, it literally has to be either a tiny couch or it has to be in a box that I have to build. That's what IKEA is for, man. But I don't, you know. I, IKEA is so shitty, though. Dog, I love IKEA. I love IKEA. So IKEA is pretty nice. <sighs> I spent like three hours in IKEA. Dude, same. <laughs> at, um, at my yeah. Old so job. right now, my camping chair is uh, my camping chair is my couch. I don't know when that's gonna stop being a thing. I think at some point when um, I make friends and they want to come over, then maybe I'll think about it. So I'll get back to you guys in like five or six years, probably. <laughs> um, Sweet. And then we'll, we'll discuss again. Okay. And I want to introduce it on um, this podcast. There you uh, go. Evan gets a new couch. By the way, this is a, this is a couch. You should go <laughs> for like the uh, so, casting couch vibes. Oh, yeah. baby. That's a good couch. It's a good couch. It's a deep couch. I feel like I feel like that's a comfy ass couch. Like if you clean it real good, that'd true. Be a couch. We, I mean, you know, at some point, like we should talk about like the merits of the casting couch, right? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like it has a lot of pros and a handful of cons, right? It looks like, super easy to clean. Well, not that, but like it looks friendly. It looks welcoming, right? Like you it's put true. that in your home, and like you know, you ever invite any of the homies over, any of the dudes come over, any of the bros, right? The boys come over, and they're like, "Wow, I just you know, I just feel at home. Like I feel at home. I have a little bit of a boner, but you know, I feel at home." You know, it's got to be impressive so, because that man has built his entire business around that one couch. Like it could be a new couch each time, but that entire business mm-hmm. model is based off that couch. Is it the same guy? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> leave, a, leave, a, leave a comment or just shoot us an email at uh, we understand things at not com, and we'll get yeah. back to you. Um, and just let us know. I've forgotten about that bit. That's hilarious. Oh, the bit, the bit of we don't actually have a real email? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. great. We'll, we'll never get open, one. open concept podcasting, okay? We don't actually want to hear from you. <laughs> All right. I'm actually kind of sad because I tried to look for like the actual <laughs> legitimate style couch for sale and everything that comes up is just a meme. Did you go to Facebook Marketplace and search casting couch? <laughs> no, I'm just on Google, dude. 
dog. I, I want to see the front desk guy when they see your search history at this extended stay. Just the casting couch. I want to see like my front desk guy when I come in with the casting couch to like move it into my apartment. <laughs> you just get like a head nod and a nice. That's it. Yeah, I do exactly. feel like the one of the cons behind the casting couch though is like if you do, uh, if you do want to be like a single man or like a bachelor, you have that in your apartment. Any girl who is wise to what the fuck that e- is is either going to have two responses. It's going to be, oh fuck, I I've been trapped. I need to get the fuck out of here. Or you got a winner and it's going to go great. I don't you know. know. If I've learned anything, right? If I've learned anything from porn, it's that women are always down, no matter what, whether they're related to you, whether they're not. It just it just takes you know drive, motivation, sometimes a little bit of cash, um, and a really big black couch, and 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 typically a big black other thing is involved. <laughs> there you go. That's what I was expecting. So. Uh, Again, like we can tune in in a few weeks and maybe that'll change. It's 2020. We, were, we really don't know what's happening. That's true. So. so much has changed in 2020. It's a completely different world out there. Yeah. Can we blame uh, the fact that we haven't done a podcast in like six months on Corona? Is that a thing that Absolutely. we can do? That's, That's true. It was. We, were, we were all just present. Um, I didn't exist or I, yeah. <laughs> Seth was I actually born about six months ago. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I was born at the age of, what? how old are you now? 20... <laughs> Born at the age of 20-something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So usually how this goes, right, is we, we each tell a story um, to each other. And we sort of react to it. Um, usually okay. I tell the best stories, but you didn't hear it from me. Whoa. Um, but usually we start off by flipping something, right? So, like, I think, uh, Garrett, do you have something you can flip? And then whoever, like, wins, I guess, determines who goes first. Oh, okay. I think That's since... Right. Uh, since Seth is new, I'll let I'll let him pick a side on something, and then Garrett, you can pick the other side, and I'll just be an innocent yeah, bystander. All right, I have I have a pair of vice grip wire strippers. Do you want the stripper side or the non-stripper side? I'm take the stripper side. Oh hell yeah! This is gonna break something. This thing's heavy. Please. You got the stripper side. All right, all right you cool. get to choose who goes first. I'll start. Yeah. Okay. So that got like six good rotations, by the way. Like, it got some good rotations on it. So, I don't really have a story per se, just a topic that we can talk about. And I'm, I'm sure you might be familiar with it. So, Garrett, you're obviously the more entrepreneurial of, uh, of us three. I, I would take that. Would you agree? Uh, I, I guess you could say that. I'm more the, like, the jobless, homeless... <laughs> shit bag but you know i well, do hustle on I, the side i have good news for you there is a reality tv show that if you came up with a great product and you think you could make a bunch of money you could take it to this reality tv show and beg for money and it's called shark tank oh hell yeah i want to talk about shark tank today because i've been uh, you know, depressed and sad in my extended stay. So I've been watching Shark Tank episodes to make me happy because some of these episodes are, oh my God, they are so brutal and funny. It's it's incredible. Okay, uh, but can we pause for just one second? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mr. Wonderful, right? <laughs> like at what point do you decide that you're going to be such a piece of shit Whoa. that you're going to call yourself Mr. Wonderful? I mean, if you have uh-huh. that kind of money and you are on TV just slinging out cash like it's nothing, I would call myself <laughs> Mr. Wonderful, too. Like, yeah, let's be but honest. like, I don't know, personally speaking, so, right? Like, if I had an idea and I went on to this show and I went on to Shark Tank, like, if that man, like, opened his mouth, I'd be like, yeah, no thanks, I'm good. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, one of the fucked up things about Shark Tank that a lot of people probably don't understand is... I, uh, it's something like fifty percent of the deals that actually get made on that uh, on that show don't actually go through. True. So you know, even if you shake a dude's hand and like, yeah, sure, let's fucking do it. You know, there's a fifty percent chance that it, that shit just won't even happen. Yeah. But no, I. Uh, God, it's so funny. Some of these people. I watched one where this woman made a. 
she had designed this fucking like suction cup like child's plate or whatever nice um, and so she went in here and she's like all right so i'm asking for two million dollars for 10 percent of my company and everybody's like oh okay yeah sure 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 you know well let's talk sales what's it worth and all this other stuff they started talking sales and whatnot they go okay well how much money have you made? And she goes, oh, I've only made like $600,000. And they're like, wait, you're asking, okay, well, what's the company worth then? And she said, uh, oh, what the fuck did she say? God damn it. She, she said basically that she thought her company was worth uh, $20 million. Uh, and, and, and it's like, there's no evidence to back this up. There's nothing that supports anything that you're fucking saying. And then they start calling her out on... Uh, how actually popular she may be and oh god it, it really doesn't do it justice unless you watch what fucking happens um, because at some point they get to the point and they ask her they go okay well how much money have you personally put into this and she goes oh well I've sold my car I've sold all my kids fucking shit like we don't have anything we have this fucking plate so if y'all could give us some money that'd be fucking great and they just all shake their fucking heads at her and they're like oh my god like this is this is fucking terrible and at that point it got to like a pity mode where they looked at her and was like okay you, you don't need this money you need to go reevaluate your whole fucking life and they just tear into this poor poor woman that's the thing is a lot of that stuff like i feel like shark tank is where you find out if you did good or not like if you actually have your shit together or not because i feel like all of these people go in there having all kinds of confidence and then everything breaks down there because of the questions they ask. And really, the questions that they ask aren't hard questions. They ask the same questions every right, single yeah. time. But, like, that's how you know if the person actually did the research or not going into there because it shows. No, I mean, that's exactly right. It's, it's always these people who, like, way over-evaluate over their company and whatever. It's like... True. What are you thinking? Like, you have no sales, you have no backing, you have no foundation, you've sold your whole fucking life, and you're going into this place and making a fool of your fucking self. Oh, yeah. And you almost never see that these people succeed, and it's kind of fucking sad. It really is. And, like, the, the crazy thing is, is, like, if if they don't have their shit together, and even if they don't get a deal there, they get an influx of orders from that. And that can yes. actually make... So a company like that can make a company blow up like ring did or that can destroy a company where so that's that's exactly right like ring went on there and they showed up under it was a different name but they all mm -hmm. the sharks were just like no 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 we're not interested there's no market for this no it's not never gonna happen and now ring i think recently sold for hold on i gotta fucking google that it Go was a huge amount but no so the other thing is, like other companies have been on there companies that like absolutely like disgust me to no end like okay so for the for the listeners who are unaware um i i am a an avid downhill skateboarder um <laughs> i know where you're going with this yeah and there was a company that decided to pitch their idea for a new wheel um it was called shark wheels um not sponsored and shark wheels got yeah definitely not sponsored it should be though <laughs> sponsor me shark wheel um don't so uh shark wheels went on there and i think they got a deal for something like almost two hundred thousand dollars or a little more than two hundred thousand dollars um with uh like three different people like there were i think there's four sharks in each one right in each episode yeah. and uh, they got a deal with like three of them i think um for like a little over like a quarter million dollars or close to or something um and i i, I don't really know the in-depth details of how well they've done I know that within the skateboard industry, it's like one of the most laughable products to have ever existed, ever. True. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's you know, and, and I'm glad that, like, Seth, you brought this up because, like, skateboarding has been a, a big part of Shark Tank for a while. Yeah, um, it has. And there's been a lot of sharks or, or shark, shark Tank-related people who have invested in, in skateboard-oriented businesses. So Shark Wheels is one of them, and for those who are who who need some education about Shark Wheels, um, they're I don't know something like fifty dollars, sixty dollars for a set of wheels. When some of the top of the line industry standard race wheels that are actually like researched and have and have have 
like some sort of physical backing or, or you know presence in a community and and knowledge that has built the wheel um, are, are of comparable price and you're going to get a lot better wheel for the money um, that can just do so, a whole lot more things the other side of the things there's there's also a um richard branson who i mean there's a lot of people who respect richard branson i probably do too i've met richard branson in person and you know one of the things that he decided to to put his money in on was a skateboard that would fit into your locker at like high schools or middle schools um which sounds good until you realize what was presented to this man there was for, for those who are unaware a skateboard is a plank of wood with a kicktail in the front and a kicktail in the back um these kicktails are pretty much what make a skateboard a skateboard to be honest um and this kid in high school decided that he was going to pitch his his skateboard idea to Richard Branson. And what he did in order to fit this skateboard into his locker was he cut off the kicktail in the front and he cut off the kicktail in the back. So now you have a flat, straight, rectangle <laughs> on two trucks and some wheels nice. that fits into a locker. And Richard Branson gave him an absurd amount of money to market and sell this massive failure of a product that anyone can make in their home garage with a table saw. So I, I just want to pause real quick. Ring, the company Ring, uh, was acquired by Amazon in February of 2018 for an estimated value of between $1.2 billion and $1.8 billion. You want to talk about a fucking missed opportunity, dude? Like, True. that's nuts. That's the thing. They would have like almost doubled their investment if they would invest it yeah. at the time. So, Garrett, you brought up the co- the the concept of you know just going on the show brings notoriety to oh, the yeah. business. Well, there was another co- company that came on called uh, Copacabana, and basically what they do is this dude has single serve wine, and I'm pretty sure you've probably seen them at like oh, these festivals. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. So the dude came in on Shark Tank the first time and asked for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for twenty percent of his company. You know, they they laughed him out of there. They said, "Oh, it's too expensive. Nobody's gonna fucking buy this. Nobody wants any of this. Whatever, whatever, whatever." He comes back six months later. I think yeah, it was it was a time period of months. I don't know if it was six. Don't quote me on that. But it was a time period of months later, and he had like six million in sales over a period of a few months and he basically was like he he it was pretty obvious in that episode that he was not looking for a deal he just wanted to rub all of their fucking faces in it and that's pretty much what he did because he just sat there and drank like two or three of those things in there that's hilarious no i don't want your deal i don't want your deal i have six million (laughs) dollars there just why the fuck are you here he's there to rub it in your face that's the thing. But like, honestly, Shark Tank does more for a company than like a Super Bowl commercial. It's insane with how like usually Super Bowl commercials will ruin a company like 90% of the time. The company like will have financial problems and stuff afterwards because you have this influx and then you don't have anything else like and it costs so much. Shark Tank, you get on there for free. You get like be either torn apart or hyped up by some of the richest people in the US. And then it gets aired to everybody who wants to be doing what they are doing. And they just like it, it like a lot of the companies blow up just because of that. Yeah. yeah. That's like the um the uh it was the I can't remember the name of them, but they were a milkshake company. Me and my old roommate ended up going by one of those in Nashville, Tennessee. That place was packed. And I was like, what the heck is that? And then you go by and you see at the bottom of the little window as seen on Shark Tank. And I'm like, oh, that's what it is. So we went inside there. It was going to take 45 minutes to get a milkshake and it was going to cost $28. And I was like, this is insane. This is a milkshake. No, we left because it was going to take 45 minutes. No, I wanted to. They look great, but uh, I didn't. Dog, I'm an entrepreneur. I can't afford $28 for a milkshake. (laughs) I wish, man. I wish, but. Oh, fuck. 
Those are always the saddest ones, though, man. Is the one, the people that just get in there and be like, "I've sold my entire life fucking worth. This is literally everything I own is right in front of you, right here. Please, please help me." True. And that's the thing is, like, mm-hmm. when they tear apart those people, I feel like they're nicer to those people. But the um, I mean, it shows you have a an evaluation way higher of what the company's worth, and you have like, yeah you seem desperate because when you go in there and there's a basically an algorithm of what they do to figure out the, um, the value of a company, they basically take your highest earnings and multiply it anywhere from two to five years, usually. And Mm -hmm. it depends on how much they believe in that product. So if it's a, like, if it's a risky product, it comes down to two years, it may come into less. Like it it just kind of depends on how they feel, but like, if you go in and say, I've made $10,000 and my evaluation is $2 million, they're going to laugh you off the show. Yeah, like, because that never makes sense. It's going to take 10 plus years for them to make back the money they invest in you. And it's just not even worth it to them. Right. My other favorite parts are when they try and argue with the sharks about what <laughs> things cost and all this other stuff. I'm like, dude, these people make their living off just moving money around they literally every single fucking day they sit down and they go okay how can we cut costs here how do i make this work what's the actual cost of this like they do that for a living and you're up here trying to argue with these people about what things cost and what the value of your company is it's it's fucking hysterical speaking of which have you ever looked at like the the net worth of the sharks no i haven't so they're all stupid rich. It's it's insane. But Mark Cuban blows all of them out of the water. The top two, if I remember right, are um, Mark Cuban and uh, Damon. I can't think of his last name. The guy who made Ubu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, those are the top two guys. And I wouldn't have thought, like, just... I mean, Mark Cuban... Usually, but I wouldn't have thought it went Mark Cuban, Damon, and then I think Barbara was number three. I kind of wouldn't have thought that. I thought uh, the um, it would have been the uh, girl with the um, TV thing. Oh my gosh, I can't think of what it's called. Blonde hair girl. QVC. Because I feel like QVC is massive. I feel like QVC used to be massive. True, but you know she raked in cash when that was the biggest thing. Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, clearly yeah. she didn't rake in as much cash as I thought. But, um, no, it's insane. It's like, and what's cool, especially with Damon, he was, like, super self-built and all that. And, like, his story's super cool. Which, like, that is dope to see that he's, like, one of the second highest out of that entire group. And then Mark Cuban's just filthy rich. I think, like, all of them combined doesn't add up to his net worth it's insane which is why that's why you see so many of the sharks like want to do deals with mark because he has an endless supply of cash so you remember how i said that uh 50 like 50 around 50 percent of the deals don't ever go through yeah so mark cuban actually is around 80 percent of the deals uh work out so only so you if you go into a deal with mark cuban you have a much higher uh percentage chance of actually like getting that deal to go out definitely so like if, if you're ever on if you're listening to any of our 12 listeners if uh if you're ever on shark tank and mark cuban gives you a deal you better fucking take it because it'll change your fucking life dog that's not true we don't have 12 listeners that have been on shark tank or going on shark tank so we actually we, we have 13 subscribers oh they're gonna be so surprised when they get this they're gonna be like what the hell and then we also have 168 total listens that's pretty Ooh. good. So here's the deal, like with the with the, the thing. We just gotta fucking market the hell out of it. We'll start sure. off with a little bit. And then once we gain a little bit of popularity, right? Listen, hear me out. Gain a little <laughs> bit of popularity. We come out with the diss track. We just go out for the biggest fucking names in We hit in- Oprah hard. <laughs> are we are we gonna like do a diss track against other podcasts though? 
Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. I'm down. That's what, that's what you gotta do, right? That's what you gotta do in today's fucking Gen Z age. It's the it's the rage, right? Gotta, Call our daddy. Like, we I mean, just like, wreck what, it. What are we gonna do, right? Like we're gonna get out here and be like, all right, good mythical morning, bro. Fuck that shit. No, 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 no. It's ear biscuits. It's ear biscuits. You should know the competition. Thank you very much, Rhett and Link. Their podcast is not Good Mythic Morning. Get that right. I have never listened to their podcast. Well, me neither. So that's step two. So that's step two. Step two is the is the diss track. Step three is based off of our fame and notoriety of the dope ass diss track, which is coming out next week. We okay. go on tour. Right? We go All on right. tour, and then we make millions and do nothing. Uh, and then we turn into that episode of South Park where we start a company called uh, the Washington Redskins, where you just give us money, fuck <laughs> yourself. Nice. You can, can we? Uh, can we go to where our high, our highest listener base is from? I think that's like somewhere in India, if I remember correctly. It's Wait, like really? this very small place in India, I if I remember right. I looked at. I looked at it once and it was like somewhere overseas. I think they were trying to get our uh, social security number from our podcast, which I'm not sure uh, how that worked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So if you're in India listening right now, I know you're looking for that social. I, I promise. Just we'll leak one yeah. number per podcast. You can come back and get the next number. Right. We're not going to tell you the order <laughs> until the 30th podcast. If you're in India and you can get us 500 views by the next podcast, I will give you the first two digits of my social. Wow. So, speaking of which, let's talk about this for a second. There is a YouTube channel that all they do is screw with the call centers in India that are scamming people. The like computer scams where it pops on like if you're on a website and it pops up and it says your computer has a virus call this number to get it removed. Um yeah. This guy, there's actually a couple of these guys and it's insane to watch because there was one dude who actually went in and was able to hack into their camera system. Yeah, and no, 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 I've seen this. Yes. It's mind-blowing what goes on there because he was able to pretty much dismantle this entire call center based like with him sitting in his office and these guys completely quit what they were doing because they were scared that this was the FBI or something like that coming after him. Didn't at one point he hit them with the same fucking scam that they're hitting people with? True. That's so that was the funniest thing. He actually was able to profile every single person in the call center by putting different background colors on his screen. This was genius. So when they would remotely log into his, like to remotely control his computer, he would have like a pink background or he would have a green background and whatever. And then he would take the recordings of their voice and match the recordings with the person that was sitting there. And then he was able to go through with social media and different stuff, find their names. And he was able to look at their oh, Skype shit. conversations. So he knew which desk, what they looked like, where they sat, what time they left, what time they came back, what they were doing on their computer. He had all of that information. He had so much information on these people that he was able to turn it around on one call. And he's like asking, um, Asking what their boss Hello. thought of the situation. Like, Hello, Jeremy. How's your daughter today? Exactly. Yeah, how's Jessica? How's Jessica doing? It was insane. It's like, okay, I fucking quit. You and they completely shut down because they were so scared of what this guy was going to do, which is like, if, if they weren't doing something bad, that would be horrifying. But since they're scamming old people, it, it's kind of hilarious. Dude, that's the fucking uh, white hat hackers, right? The white hats. True. It's insane. It's technically what that would be, I would guess. That's more of like a gray hat, I feel like. Maybe. I don't know. It, it's It was intense. I sat there and watched the three-part series on YouTube. I think it was like six hours in total, but uh, <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. Ladies and gentlemen, the life of an entrepreneur. Hell Yeah. YouTube where they uh, scour, scour YouTube for that next deal. Scour YouTube for that next idea. True. 
that's what that's that's gonna be my next business. If you're uh if your grandma or granddad gets scammed by a by a computer hacker, um we will go in there, find out who they are, and tell you what their kids' names are. That's the next uh <laughs> entrepreneurial idea. But I like it. So what so let's let's go on to a different topic. Uh so I guess do I get to choose next? Goes next. Sure, go for yeah, it. Was that, was, that I, was, that, was, that, was that just something? No, I, that was just something random I thought of. That was not. Okay. Yeah, Seth, you get, you, since, you, since you won the flip, you get to pick who goes next, buddy. All right, Evan, I, I'm going to pick you. Then. I don't like your tone. You don't like my tone? All right, well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Okay, so. Uh, again, my name is Evan Duffield. This is a podcast. I want to welcome everyone who is uh, just tuning in now. I love when they say that. Wait, like, right, wait, wait. Back. Okay, where did you go, though? Hold on. I'm Evan Duffield, oh and this God. is a podcast. <sighs> Never mind. Well, <laughs> go for it. Okay, so mine's kind of short, but kind of cool, I think. So, and it's, it's, it's topical, right? So I moved to Chicago downtown, West Loop, like a week ago. Maybe we topical can like appointments i use yeah there we go so um yeah so this this story is about chicago it is also about um you know disease outbreaks which is oh, which is also oh, topical yes. we haven't um, heard about a d- disease outbreak in a while that's been yeah a- yeah it's been a it's been a pretty quiet year so far i oh, don't yeah. really i haven't really heard of any recent diseases but I think I there was know, a brain-eating something down in Florida, but yeah, yeah. that's the only thing I heard I feel about. Like people are listening right now, like <laughs> true. No, we're oh. not. I, I promise we're not. COVID's a political uh, ploy to. Uh, <laughs> You're not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so we are not going to talk about about the run today because. Uh, my God, some people seem desperately and hopelessly confused. Um, so I will say, uh, wear a mask. Stay home if you can. And if you can't, um, fuck you. Uh, two, moving on to Chicago, right? So this is back in the 1850s, 1860s. And it is a story about engineers, right? Gross. So, yeah, you're right. Okay, so as as many of you may or may not know, uh, Chicago is is right on the west side of Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan is a very large body of water. It sort of looks like an ocean if you're not sure what you're looking at. Um, and Lake Michigan is kind of high in comparison to the, the the city, right? So when Chicago was first built, it was built, you know, not super, not 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 very much higher than than the shoreline of Lake Michigan, right? And sure. I think I think original engineers were a little confused as to, you know, why one would not want to necessarily build a city uh, a little bit higher than a large body of water. Um, they, they learned fairly quickly why you would not want to do that. So during the 19th century, 1854-ish time, um, Lake Michigan began to sort of, uh, you know, it would rise and fall with seasons and you'd have rain and things like that, right? Um, and the city had a, had a really big problem with drainage. So the lack of drainage would cause like really unpleasant living conditions. It would cause standing Ooh. water. Um, so you'd have tons of That's epidemics, like typhoid fever and dysentery. Um, you had a massive outbreak of cholera. And that outbreak killed like six percent of the city's population. So which I have a question. Lot. What's up? I probably so, don't know the answer, but I'm here to I'm here to help. So this I assume Evan. back in this time, yeah. back in this time, they didn't have like uh, they didn't have separate like clean water and sewage water. It was all just fucking thrown the fuck together, right? Uh, it I, would I probably. It was almost the 1900s, so they probably had some sewer system, some water system. I'm pretty yeah, sure the not, Romans had separated sewer, so like I feel. Yeah, like... I guess the That's the not. real question is is how clean their water is. I don't or was I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm assuming that our filtration systems and purification systems today are a lot better than they were then. Um, so, I I could spit some hot gossip about that, but um, all right, continue with what you got. Oh, okay. So all right, all right. did did. 
did you know that most of our water system in the U.S. is like from the like 1915s to 30s? None of it's really been updated. I can believe that, right? Well, like, I mean, I can believe that, yeah. yeah, because so what happens is when they go to change the price of water, because it's local communities doing all this, so like your local government's going to be the one regulating what the water costs and all that. Um, people don't really like to change the price. So the water systems get really outdated really quickly. And that's why you have in some major cities where like sinkholes and stuff happen because you have so much leakage in the water system is created from lack of uh, like service and maintenance and stuff done to these because they've never been touched since like for like a hundred years. Yeah, I mean... And then you have issues like fracking and things like that that cause things like Flint, Michigan, right? True, exactly. So, yeah, I, as to your question, I really uh, am not the resident expert on on water filtration systems, but I assume that they had some decent-ish modern system of, of water, public works. Fair enough. But, um, anyway... So they had like this massive, they had a, a ton of outbreaks of, of various diseases, including cholera, which knocked out like 6% of Chicago's population back in 1854. Um, so obviously they needed to do something, right? So if your city is built too low, is built uh, not very much higher than the large body of water next to it, what is to be done? You guys are both engineers. What would you do if you had a city that was built too low? Let's take Chicago and push it somewhere else. Yeah, do the Patrick Star method. Just That's, pick it up. I'm going to agree with you. That is basically what happened. Hell yes. <laughs> so in, 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 a sort of, in a sort of different sense, though, right? So they decided, you know, obvious natural response. Chicago is built too low. What should we do? You know what we should do? We should move Chicago up. I like it. Up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I shit you not. That is what happened. Four years after that 6% population knockout, they started raising the first building. Okay? So they, they, they moved, like, it was, it was this massive, like, four-story masonry building built in Chicago. Um, and it was on, like, the corner of Randolph Street and Dearborn Street. I think it's still here. You guys are near there and can go check it out. Um, so they used um, around 200 jack screws. To okay. lift this entire building okay. six feet in the air. Nice. <laughs> Could you imagine, like today, walking down the road and seeing like a an act like a a four story building, like a building, like a, a a stone building, and lifting it six feet in the air. Jesus, I don't see Dude, a problem with this. To, I love. I love the mentality of engineers back from the oldie times because, like, I, in the 1920s and 30s, engineers existed, but it was 100% stuff like, oh, fuck it, let's just pick up a whole building. Like, true. Oh, we want to build a car. Like, oh, what? Well, you know what I mean? Like, everything was just so brutally basic and it was beautiful back then. It's because there was, like, there wasn't the knowledge base that there is now. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I understand. It's just some of the idea, like, uh, one of the so from one of the older episodes of this podcast, I remember Evan telling a story about guys that were like, "Well, how do we keep this nuclear weapon system warm?" Oh, I don't know. Let's just put fucking chickens in it. You know what I mean? Like, true. The idea <laughs> it's like, fucking, who fucking thought a chicken? You know what I mean? True. Yeah. So stuff like that. Uh, just yeah. So just, and just for some background, jack screws. I don't know if you guys are familiar what a jack screw is, but it, it's it's effectively just a uh, like it's like a bottle jack, but the 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 piston portion is literally like a, a very large screw. screw. Yeah. yeah, it's an inclined plane. It's a simple machine. We're it is. Teach yeah. Stuff on this. Yep. So I mean, basically, your like your strength really comes from your your major versus minor diameter of your your screw thread, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they used like two hundred of those, lifted this building about six feet, and then um, they basically built the foundation again underneath it <laughs> um yeah so they did that uh and that was sort of like the the proof test right that was like hey can we do this does this make sense by the way this was largely funded by like private business owners 
they were like, hey, uh, this shit sucks. Uh, people are dying. My building uh, floods every Wednesday. Um, Rick only comes in to clean it up every Thursday. So uh, we really got to do something about this. So they raised their building, right? Um, and like some of these things were like utterly ridiculous, right? So they had a building on Lake Street. Like it wasn't just a building. It was like a row of buildings. Like I shit you not, like a, a, a solid like like masonry row of like shops and like offices and printeries and like like brick and stone buildings right okay so this this like like the estimated weight of this row was was thirty five thousand tons okay so if i take thirty five thousand times two thousand i get uh it looks like seven million so they took nice. a, a a street row effectively that weighed about seven million pounds okay and they lifted it over the course of five days they lifted it almost five feet in the air <laughs> they had about 600 people and about six thousand jack screws nice <laughs> and they, were, they put these they lifted the building slowly put about six thousand jack screws underneath this row on lake street and lifted an entire row of, of stone buildings about five feet in the air, and then built a foundation underneath it again and lowered it. So, so were people like in these buildings while they were doing this shit? Because I assume back then, you know, fucking standards, people were just like, oh yeah, fuck it, it's fine, it's not gonna fall. You got Jim in the background. He's like, all right, welcome, uh, welcome everybody. This is uh, this is uh, Jim sitting on the row in Lake Street. Um, this is a podcast <laughs> coming from you live. We're about, about to be about uh, four feet in the air. Might get to five by the end of the day. Don't really know. See see how it's going to go later True. on. And I'll get back to you. That had to have been so slow. Oh, like, my God. Like, you would go and do a couple inches a day kind of shit. Oh, no. The whole thing took, like, I, I mean, so, all right. I'm pretty sure. So, the entire assembly only took about five days to, to raise to about five feet. Right. Yeah. So over the course of five days, so that's like a foot a day. That's that's pretty impressive if you're talking about six thousand jacks. Honestly, right? like you have to yeah. move them all sort of in unison, right? Like <laughs> massive undertaking, right? And like imagine like being like like I mean, you, you, we get the luxury of being a bystander today. Like imagine like me, your boy, looking out the window, and there's just like six hundred guys like over there with some like some jacks and they're just lifting up this building and they're like all right we're just gonna lift this up a bit and then build another floor you know they were giving the people dirty looks as they walked into their office oh absolutely, absolutely. They're like how dare you go in there why i have to jack this up <laughs> so anyway they ended up like raising like most of chicago at, at this point right and they lifted it up four or five feet six feet high uh, and then rebuilt the um the area underneath but some they decided that we have this new this new tactic of, of how do we fix this problem, right? And when Chicago was being built, they had a lot of like um, like so I, I never really thought about this, but I guess it's kind of interesting, right? When you're building a city, like where do you start, right? Like obviously you build some like town halls and some stuff, right? But you can't sure. just sit there and like be like, all right, we're gonna build like this nice masonry building out of stone and brick, and it's gonna take a year and a half to build, and then eventually it'll be awesome. No, typically they build like really fast, quick, like quickly erected wooden wood frame buildings, right? And then sort of move on from them when they're done, right? Typically they like, um, they could, so, so basically they had all these wood buildings, right, that they built originally and then built like replacements out of stone and whatever else, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, right now for the record, I live on Madison Street. And this building that I'm talking about now is, it was on Madison Street, and now it's on Monroe Street. Um, so if that gives you a little hint of what happened, um, basically they decided, well, we can lift these buildings, but like Patrick the Star, uh, he said earlier, why don't we take this and shove it over there? So just they for the call centers in India, he lives on Monroe Street. So you yeah. got that now. Yep. <laughs> I live on Monroe Street with about, uh, like, 500,000 other people, so I True. wish you luck. Well, you know, there's uh, <laughs> it down a little bit. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so they took this building, right? This is this massive, like, 
wood frame building, they lifted it up, and instead of putting it on just jack screws, right, they put it on rollers. Nice. Oh, they put amazing. it on rollers, and they they took it from <laughs> Madison Street and they rolled it on over to Monroe Street. Dude, and could that- you imagine if they actually like got some momentum going one day and were just like, "Oh fuck, we can't stop it! Oh my god, it's accelerating! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god!" You're just up on the top floor, like, wake up in the middle of the night, and you're moving, and you're like, what is going on? No, no. So it's like I a cruise like, ship. Over podcast, but I don't really know how to do that. Um, but anyway, there's, this, there's an image that you guys can go look at, and I'll just, I'll put it in Discord um, for the luxury of the people in this call. Um, but basically, it's just a heck of a lot of people standing next to a building on rollers, and Dude. they're all just sort of grabbing a handle and giving her a push. <laughs> this looks, okay, this looks like, have you ever heard of an Amish barn moving? <laughs> <laughs> this is where they build a barn, and then oh God, the entire geez. Amish community picks the barn up and carries it to where it's supposed to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what this looks like. If you want to... Yeah, this is what it looks like. It's you know insane. what it looks like to me? It looks like uh, someone back in the day got a copy of Gulliver's Travels and was like, you know what? Let's do it. It's not a bad idea. What if we just, you know, pick up this building and move it over there? Like, you know, sure. we go over there and there was all these tiny people and they were like roping them up and stuff. That's what this reminds me of. You know what this reminds me of, guys? What's that? This reminds me of those fucking... <laughs> You know the fucking newest meme where the dudes that carry around the casket and dance? Ah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hold on, look at this YouTube video I just linked. This is an Amish barn move. We can't, we can't, like, just watch a YouTube video together on True. the podcast. What is that about? Okay, it's, uh, it's called mm-hmm. an, Ar- an Amish barn move. Go to 19 seconds in, and this is what he's talking about with this uh, stuff in Chicago. Pretty much. So anyway, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my story. Um, if you guys are interested in looking at it, you can find it on uh, the internet. It's called Raising Chicago. Um, and it happened around... Raising Chicago. It feels like a terrible campaign slogan. Or that's, like, that's like a nightclub, almost. <laughs> if that's not a nightclub in Chicago, that should be. I'm just saying, like, if you were in this building that got moved from Madison to Monroe, like, I'm pretty sure that that is the first example of Uber. True. <laughs> that was like... Talk about rideshare. Honestly. That, that, that is the best public transportation. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, like, people pick you up and take you places, but not with a car. They just physically, like, carry you. Oh, yeah. It'd be beautiful. Love it. Anyway, so we've been uh, we've been going for like fifty minutes now. Do we want to keep going, or do we want to call it uh, done? So, well, I, I can talk about my topic and make it real quick. It's real easy. You can talk about your yeah, Garrett. Go ahead. You goes with goes with goes with. No, it's all good. I I I can hold on to this one for a while. This one could be big, but um, still working on it. But uh, have y'all ever? <laughs> I'm working up I'm working up a script and I'm gonna tell you what I'm working on with a script. This is the engineer big brain two hundred IQ move right here. So um have you ever watched well first off, have you ever heard of Cameo.com? No. So yes. Cameo.com is where all of these quote unquote famous people put their services on there where you can pay them like Say, I think iced tea is like 500 bucks to do this, but you you have like okay. these famous. Oh, I do know what you're talking about. I remember what you're talking about now. Continue. Yes. So if you want to pull up cameo.com on your computers, um, I, I was scrolling through this website the other day, you know, trying to find some inspiration as an entrepreneur like I do. And um, so I found out under the reality TV tab, there happens to be a big star named Carol Baskins <laughs> off of the Tiger King. So my gears started moving and I'm like, you know what? 
all they need to put this woman away is a confession, right? (laughs) And so I started sitting there thinking, um, why couldn't you do like the, uh, the, you, you know, the YouTube channel where they take and cut up the people and make a song with, uh, with like the different people's like what they say and stuff why couldn't you just take that and um take that and for 299 dollars the cheap price of 299 dollars you can get carol baskins to say anything you want so um i was thinking about it you could take a script get carol baskins to say it and then put it out and actually get her to uh confess to killing her husband and um so i got to thinking about what all you need in a script this is this is an open question here we need to work on this um a a dialogue in which these words are said you need to have i killed my husband and fed two tigers that's all you need you need you need eight words that's all you need. Super tightrope on the fucking legal grounds, there, my guy. True, but you know, I feel like honestly, it would probably stand. Let's be honest. It would. Oh. You get that video and you put it out there. It would probably stand. You would at least get some like oh some God. viral hits off that. That would be the next viral thing. Yeah, you might also get an actual hit off that. True. I mean, you get a lawsuit, but you just take the video down. But at that point, the video's out there. So, you know, it is what it is. I saw, I, I remember what you were talking about with the Cameo website, uh, because I saw a one where a dude paid a, du- a guy from, I think it was like Chubbawamba or something stupid like that. One of these old fucking like 70s, 80s bands. Uh, but anyway, this girlfriend paid this dude from one of these really famous bands to break up with her boyfriend of like seven years while he was in the middle of getting his PhD. Dude. And it was the most cringy fucking thing I've ever watched. It was absolutely amazing. How could you be upset if somebody broke up with you with like dog, they got like Chumley from Pawn Stars on here. You could have Chumley be like, hey, it's over. How could you be mad about that? That guy spent $139 to get Chumley to say that y'all were breaking up. You know, like he, he put some, put some effort into it, but this site, if, if you get a second, go on this website because it's weird. Like that's all I I can say. It's literally just, you have all of these pictures of all of these, like uh, most of them are like semi celebrities. They're really not celebrities, but, um, they go on here and like some of these are like a thousand bucks to get somebody to say something or it could be as low as like five dollars. It just kind of depends on like how popular the person is at the moment, but people do it. It's insane. Like Carol Baskins, $300 and like she's got like 20 something people like videos on there where she's done this for people. So yeah, but real talk, you can get Chuck Norris to tell you whatever you want for $300. Dog. You can chat with Chuck Norris for three dollars. Can I? Can I? Uh, <laughs> I just want like to have an alarm that goes off at one a.m. with Chuck Norris being like, "Good night, Garrett." Like that's it. <laughs> I would love that. Ten out of ten. Wow. I would rather it be like Matthew McConaughey. Is Matthew True. McConaughey on this? All right, all right, all right. Honestly, that's that. I probably let me check. Charlie Sheen is on here. <laughs> You can book a Zoom call with Charlie Sheen. He's probably pretty. He Charlie Sheen's probably uh, a little devalued in today's day and age. I don't know, man. How do you spell McConaughey? McConaughey. McConaughey. We're engineers. We're not fucking spelling people. You should have learned this a long time ago. McConaughey. Is that McConaughey? You got it, buddy. All right. That's I, I do not see him on there if he is, but I kind of think it's because of my poor spelling. Um, <laughs> most of these people, though, I do not recognize. Like, honestly, like, it'll be, like, celebrity and athletes. And, like, there's a tab for, like, 
COVID-19 relief campaign and it's got these people in here, which is a good thing because it's like, it's where all of these people are like giving money towards the thing. But a lot of these people, I have no idea who they are. Dude, Damon is on there from Shark Tank. I just think oh, Lord. Lord. I for five hundred dollars. Hey, have we uh, have we mentioned that this is a podcast yet? No, it's it's yeah. this is not a podcast. I don't know. Holy shit! <laughs> I just opened your thing. I'm gonna delete that from my history. Uh, <laughs> and we're done. Turns out for two hundred and fifty dollars, you can have Stormy Daniels. Say anything you want. That's a steal. Just like Donald Trump, except a lot cheaper. That's a steal, oh, honestly. Boy. That is that is value. Wow. <laughs> wow. But uh yeah. So cameo.com, go spend your money there. I I do not own any part of cameo.com, but you know. Yeah, honestly, like I'm going to find someone here that I want to spend money to get them to say something. Okay, real talk. Think about it though. This would be a great way to launder money. <laughs> I so, it would be. He's not wrong. You would have the, like, y- you could just put yourself on there and then start having people requesting all this stuff and paying yourself. And you could do it yeah. from an anonymous source. So, like, yeah. you are making bank and it's wow. clean money. You could get, you could get Kellen Quinn to tell you something for $45. You guys are probably. I don't know who that it. is. No. He's the singer from uh, Sleeping with Sirens. Ah, uh, is that one yeah. of them? Is is that punk? It is, is that punk. What that is? It is nice. punk. Is that yeah. punk? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> but dude, you can get Kyle Massey from Corey in the House for wow. sixty dollars. Holy wow. shit! That is a steal. Wow. That is a steal. You're right. You're How right. do you go from Corey <laughs> in the? <laughs> so his description. Hold on. Hold on, Kyle Massey's uh, description. Under it is Corey in the Mother Stars house. <laughs> I love it. This is great. Dog, I'm going to go. Fuck. All right. Can, can, do we have a budget with this podcast? Can we have a budget? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we got to put it on your credit card and then we'll pay it off when we get the first check, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah uh, when, when people start giving us money uh, in phase three of the podcast, we'll just pay it off. I just bought a ten thousand dollar three D printer, so uh, uh, my my credit cards <laughs> getting up there. So uh, <laughs> Evan, uh, I know you just moved, but uh, how about how about we try out? Um, I know you bought it. I got you. All right, I got you. I got you. Thanks. Can I have twelve hundred dollars to get a uh, a song with <laughs> Corey in the house? Twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. We do Corey in the House, Story Dan, and uh, <laughs> the girl from Lion King. And then, you know, the guy from Lion King where he's on the jet ski, that dude, the Garretson dude? I want him to just sprinkled in there, you know? You know I've always wondered. I've always wondered this, right? Yeah. Like, you know, on on shows like John Oliver, where he always gets, like, you know, random actors and, and famous people celebrities to to say like you know a, hand, a set of things right always makes me wonder like is that actually what their opinion is or did he just go to cameo.com and pay them some certain dude that is <laughs> genius you could literally have a like online talk show and just give them a script and get them to like say the things on the script that's like maybe 10 minutes long i don't know how long the time limit is on this but they just go through and you cut it up, and you switch back and forth be- between the cameras, and people think you're on a Zoom call. You yeah. know? I mean, honestly, you could get Ghostface Killer from Wu-Tang to say whatever you want. True. That's Dog, impressive. that's the biggest flex ever. I could go and do that on my Instagram. Like, make it look like you're just, like, FaceTiming. Exactly. Face it would be... Dog, that is the biggest flex ever. You could throw that on Instagram and be like, this is what I do in quarantine, even though... COVID's not real, but you know. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> pro wrestlers go for fucking cheap on this website. Dog, some people are real cheap. Like, this is honestly, like, I'm glad it, you brought this up, Garrett. I mean, this this is um completely irrelevant to my life and probably irrelevant <laughs> to 
podcast. Um, but but it's, I, I appreciate I appreciate that you've done this. This is uh I, I don't know what you mean by irrelevant. All right, this hold, is on, hold on, irrelevant. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There is an animals section. For fifteen dollars, oh. you can talk to a tiger puppet. Um, Amazing. For forty dollars, you can talk to Esther the Wonderful Pig. I love it. Um, for twenty-five dollars, you can talk to butterflies. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, there are only sure. there are only ten Santas. That's sad. Can we get some more Santas on cameo? Probably be a Santa if you want. Ouch. Was that <laughs> they have a model section. Wow. Oh. Wow. Dude, you can get TikTok people. They still have Vine on here. You can get a Viner. Oh God. Yeah, I'm gonna be with you guys. They have a uh, they have a a models section. I think um, my afternoon <laughs> is going to be scheduled very differently now. The uh, the expense here is very minor. So we're gonna switch the uh, the 1200 budget yeah. to you we're now. To like, no, we'll just bump it up. Just bump okay. it up. Okay. We'll go, we'll go 1500. All right. They have a Bollywood section. Wow. See. Wait, why is there? Who is? I'm in the K-pop section right now. Oh, here we go. There's only four mm. people here, though. It's kind of sad. We need some more K-pop people. You're right. All right. Well, that was fun. I think we learned some things. We learned some things about Shark Tank. We yeah. Yeah. About, um, you know, Chicago. And then we learned some things about how much Garrett wants to pay Stormy Daniels. Um, yes, man. I think we, we had a good time. We hit all yeah, the yeah, hit be, all the high points. Be on the lookout for that nasty fucking uh, diss track coming out next week. Actually, it's tomorrow. We're moving it up. It's coming out. Okay. Not tomorrow. Yeah. Alright, sounds yeah. good. Um, good mythical morning, whatever the fuck your name is. Oprah, Better. watch out, watch your back. Watch We're coming for you. <laughs> Alright, well that's all I got guys. Um just remember uh my name's Evan Duffield. We got Garrett Howes over there. So we got uh Seth Lowry as well. This has been a podcast. We are on a train in Chicago. Um the homeless man does want to rob you, and his name is Jeffrey Jeffries. Oh, I thought the homeless man was me, but alright.